Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You are now listening to the Philly Pod, a Philadelphia sports podcast. Philly Pod crew is back. Training camp reactions um insight obviously analysis um all that stuff entertainment obviously because my side of the show is going to be entertainment vic i'm not entertaining to, i'm not entertaining well, okay that doesn't oh sound right God, Let, don't put words into my mouth let me continue here jesus vic physically gets to report is report the right word vic gets to attend from time to, to observe, time training camp observe, observe. occasional training camps yes <laughs> all the information is relayed to me by him but i'm just like you guys i'm just refreshing twitter most of the time looking at elliot shore parks uh tweets. hey sometimes the tweets are more accurate than what the people are actually are fucking saying at the at the practice so, so interesting because you know what do people you mean by will, that well people will make their own narratives people like the stuff that people tweet is sometimes more accurate than what we're seeing on the field because um, like all reporters, they can't watch everything, right? So I'm on one side of the field, another so you're reporter telling me will be reporters on the other side. Of the field. Are, are twisting? No, they're not wrong. Now. They just can't see everything, you know. So you're just not allowed to say that, right? What do you mean? What are, what are we reporters, not allowed to say? The reporters twist some narratives a little. Oh, bit, they right? certainly, yeah, they certainly do. Some people mm. push certain agendas, but that's what it is, though. If we want to drive engagement to whatever to whatever organization or radio station or whatever it is you're with, you're going to try and stir the pot. And like you say, Jalen Hurts has ten straight good passes. The one bad one, somebody's gonna tweet Jalen had just oh, had yeah. a rough pass. Like it's. I went on a tangent about that today. Yeah, yeah. You actually just got off a uh, a live stream, a live stream earlier talking about talking about some of that stuff. How did that go? I tuned Fine. in for some of it, called in for 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 a little bit of it. Yeah. So obviously, guys, he's talking about the uh, Liberty Line YouTube channel. Obviously, if we're talking the bigger umbrella here, you're tuning into the Philly Pod. But the Liberty Line is the uh, entire our entire website, the sports blog, all that stuff. He's talking about the YouTube channel where we kind of cover all Philly things. And I had a live stream today, just kind of right after practice or uh, training camp session today. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I like I said, I just went off of what was being. I don't even want to say reported to me. I was just literally reading the Twitter timeline, all the people that were in attendance today. Um, not me. And today. I just not me. Not, not today, today for Vic. So yeah. I actually they felt, moved it up to nine o'clock because it was hot as shit. And um, and I only get to go to a few of them anyway. So I knew that today was going to be the one um, that I didn't go to, especially after they moved it to nine. I was like, yeah, I ain't, I ain't going to that one. <laughs> mm. But yeah, yeah, it, it was, was really hot today. How hot was it by you? Oh, uh, oh yeah, because you're out the way. Uh, I think it was like, well, I just got back from from my haircut, and it was my car said 107 in the car. Oh my no. gosh, are you yeah. serious? So I think it's heat index feels like 102 right now. Yes, it is. So they try they moved it to nine o'clock to try and get ahead of the heat, and it was of course their longest practice, an hour and like 50 minutes. I think it went today when I talked to people. So so that's freaking that's. That is that that is wild, but yeah, good Whoa. on you for 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 doing that stream and engaging with some of the people. You got to uh, kind of um uh, talk to the people as some of the reports were coming out, 
because mm-hmm. I like to talk to the people like kind of after it happens and gather my information then before I write my uh, my notes and my takeaways and things like that. But you got to talk with the people as tweets and uh, stuff was coming out. So good on you uh, by by that. Yeah, it's fun. Um, obviously, like I don't want people to think like everybody's entitled to their own opinion and. I noticed in this world we're kind of in, because we're in this kind of like imaginary world. Sometimes I have to just like take a step back. I don't know if you ever, I don't know if you can relate to this, but sometimes I just have to take a step back and just kind of like realize like we're kind of in our own imaginary world, like the sports world we live in, especially on, on social media and stuff. Like I said, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Um, And not, and most of the time you're not going to agree with people, you know, and you have to, you have to handle that. And I think that's something I'm still getting better at. Um, I, I, I encourage other people to try and get better at that. I notice a lot of people, if you literally like, if somebody's sports opinion makes you so mad that you block them, like it kind of yeah, t- yeah. tells you more about them as well, a my person. Blo- I have like, an extensive block list on, on Twitter. It's bad. A lot of Dallas fans are on that list. A lot of Dallas fans. But they personally attacked you probably, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. There the you internet go. is what it is. You learn over time not to take it too seriously and you just go, mm-hmm. Go about your business. That's what everybody should do, even including the ones that listen to this pod, because <laughs> life, life is too short to, to hold grudges against people you don't even know yeah. on mm. the Good internet. Point. The person you were just listening to on his soapbox is Stephen Conrad Jr. Be sure to go follow him on all social platforms at Stephen Conrad Jr. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Bumble, Tinder. Uh, where else are you at? <laughs> Facebook dating? Did you start that yet? Well, you got to match with me on the dating platform. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, when you stumble that. across this face, Yo, I mean, how are you going to turn tell me you, down? Did I ever tell you the story about when I, I think I was at your house when this happened, when I when I bought Tinder Gold on accident because I thought I had to? Did I ever tell you that story? Oh, see, this is a shame that that So I was on Tinder. I was on Tinder for maybe a day, a day and a half I was on, on Tinder. And like all these matches were coming in and I couldn't see the people. So I thought you had to buy Tinder Gold because I wanted to see the females oh, like, were, like coming shame. through. So I bought it thinking like, yeah, oh, yeah. like they're not going to let you see it unless you buy Tinder Gold. I thought it was a requirement, so I bought Tinder Gold. <sighs> I wish I didn't because I saw all these people that I didn't want to mess with. It was all girls that were like, if you don't like me and my like 18 dogs, don't talk to me. Um, if I'm not here for uh, half of them were like, I'm not here for anything serious. The other half was like, I'm not here for anything physical. So I'm like, why are you even on these apps in the first place? It's and and just, other people yeah. were like, it it just it just it was just a lot. I'm so I got off of those school. apps. I'm old school, man. I may only my mindset is old school. I'm old, I may only be 23 years of age, but I like I don't. I'm not a big fan of the dating app scene. If I'm being honest with, I was just shocked reasons. that I bought it and I realized I didn't need it. So I was like, wow. So you can't even like see the person unless you match back with them. But what if you match with them and you don't like the person? What happens then? What happens? Do you unmatch? Is well, that how it works? You unmatch. Well, I'm yeah. I mean that's your. You choice. tell me. You, you spend have, more time just on ignore these. Them. Just ignore them. <laughs> oh, you, you just know? ignore them. I, I guess that is. The way to go. So, yeah, go ahead and find Steven on that. I am your other host. <laughs> all right, dude, enough. Victor, Victor of all Williams. the things you can pitch. Oh, man. Uh, be sure <laughs> to follow me on Twitter at the Philly Pod. Same with Instagram and uh, TikTok. <laughs> Lord, you got to pitch the is... Discord. Oh, man. Yeah, Liberty Line Discord. Uh, Steven's starting to man that. We created one. Was it a year ago? A year, year and a half ago, we created one. We brought all these people in, and then that just kind of, like, was disregarded for a while as we worked on other projects. So Steven is running that again. If you want to go in the uh, Liberty Line Discord, Steven will put the link somewhere, somewhere. Put yeah, it in your uh, link tree that I just taught you how to make. Yeah, there you go. There. I'll put it in my link tree. Put Basically, it in your link tree, dude. <laughs> I know a lot of people aren't familiar with it, but it's its own little like app software type thing where 
you can come in. It's our own little community in there. We have over 100 members. We you literally all day, 24-7. Yeah, we grinded one day for over 100 members, and then we just like left it alone. Right? Uh, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, we, we had other projects. We had to build a blog. We had to build a show. We had to do uh um all that stuff if you if this is your first time listening i'm sorry because this has been 10 minutes of not even talking about eagle <laughs> football but be sure to subscribe on apple itunes spotify stitcher iHeartRadio, odyssey anywhere else you get your shows i want to hammer this home because people aren't doing it for whatever reason please mm. please leave a review damn what does it take leave a review rate five stars i know i see the stats there's thousands of you that listen and not one new review has come in on the last two episodes so people are listening and they're coming back to listen again, and they're just not leaving reviews. If you don't know how to do it, just ask me. I will, I will help you do it. Well, Leave it's literally, I'm assuming most of you are on mobile devices, right? And I'm assuming yes, I'm not walking. I'm not doing a step by step process on this podcast of how to okay. rate a five star damn review. They can message Let me, us know reach who out you to are me when you leave the review. Say something funny. Maybe we'll do a pod where we just. Uh, read the review. Say something funny. What? You, know what I'm I, you can do that. I will not be doing that. What? Sit here, read the reviews for thirty minutes. I'm not doing that. Please leave well, reviews, rate five stars. Please, read some please, if you want to help us out, help me out, help the show grow, help it become a uh, a a mainstay for Eagles fans during the Eagles season, an exciting Eagles season that is coming up. Please uh, leave those reviews and rate five stars. I want to see five new ones before the next episode. Five That's new ones. That's how we if know I, who you are. If too, I get that, if I get, if I can get five new reviews before the next drop on, I'll say the next episode is going to be on Monday. If I can get that, I'll do something. I'll do a giveaway. I'll figure it out oh boy we'll, we'll, we'll put something together i don't know if the community deserves a giveaway it's been a, too long <laughs> okay speaking of giveaways we have one going on at the liberty line twitter account uh we're having a giveaway exactly. with fans of philly who were flying down to arizona with giving away four shirts and two jerseys so go ahead and like retweet that tag two friends and get entered into that uh giveaway for that uh one more quick thing before we get into finally eagles <laughs> eagles breakdowns shout out as always to the sponsor you know what the deal is by now SeatGeek is the leading mobile focused ticket platform that enables fans to buy and sell tickets for sports concerts theater events sixers games are coming up james harden the beard carrying us to the finals let's all hope castellanos is hitting balls now bryce harper's coming back get your tickets for the phillies games and of course eagles home opener monday night uh vikings and all the other games that are coming up this season sign up with promo code the philly pod to get twenty dollars off your first purchase they have the largest inventory on the web provide the most bang for your buck and have gorgeous interactive maps with 3d views that make finding the perfect seat simple use promo code the philly pod once again when you sign up to get twenty dollars off your first purchase your next best night ever is waiting if you are going to the tailgates don't meet me there beat me there speaking of tailgates uh if you're going to the public practice this sunday at seven o'clock uh, Stephen and I will be there like we are every year if you want to uh, meet up with us or say hi or whatever. Because last year, we got a lot of messages from people after the fact like, hey, saw you, didn't want to bother you. Like, <laughs> We are not celebrities. We are not some public figures. We're just regular guys that just happen to be on the internet. So walk up to us, say what's up, say hi, grab a picture, do whatever it is that you uh, want to do. Public practice this Sunday, 7 o'clock, $10 per ticket. All proceeds go towards the Autism Challenge for the Philadelphia Eagles. Steven, how about some Eagles football, huh? <laughs> yeah. How far are we in? 13 minutes in, and we, we haven't gotten into any Eagles football. So uh, let's touch on the injuries first, because there was kind of an mm. extensive injury report heading into practice. Tight end Grant Calcaterra mispracticed with a hamstring. Uh, left tackle Andre Dillard and Jordamaya Lada, even with the guardian caps and all these protocols and all the bullshit that's going on, somehow are those have entered concussion protocols. Some type of way <laughs> came what down are those with concussions. Things? 
they're a guardian. Cavs to protect their extra padding to protect you from injuring your head, right, so which apparently didn't I, do anything because they both got hurt anyway. All right. First of all, the helmet, like I played football in high school and I've always been kind of like, I'm not the biggest person in the world. What am I, 5'10"? Being generous, I'm 5'10". You tell me. 170 short. pounds, 160, you're whatever short. I am. Shorter than me. Short. I wouldn't use that word. I'm average. You're like 5'9", actually. What's your license say? Uh, it's a cross don't there. Worry. I don't need um, what was I gonna get say? Get back to me on that. Get back to me on that. The helmet I wore was so damn. Maybe because my neck's small or something, but that shit was heavy. So I don't know how. I mean, these are professional athletes, but I, I don't. Dude, know. These athletes looks, are built like twice our size. Of course, I, it's gonna be bigger right. than us. I don't know. What kind of Whatever. description is that? Yes. Yeah, so Dillard and my lot have concussions. Some type of way got concussion protocol that occurred uh, lack last practice. Cornerback um, Mac McCain injured his knee. He missed practice. Davante Smith with a groin injury. He was uh, attended to by trainers in Tuesday practice when I was there. Thought it was kind of weird, but he came back and finished practice with no problem. Apparently, he's having groin discomfort. So uh, Nick Sirianni held him out today. And then Greg Ward also has missed his second consecutive practice with mm. a toe injury. Steven, worried about any of these injuries? A groin? You said you had a groin injury? You dealing with a groin injury? How's that going? I just, I've been tight in general. I've been, I don't stretch and I've been stretching, so. I can see where that could be an issue. You can see where Devontae's having his uh his, his yeah groin, I wouldn't worry his about groin it, tightness. Right? Yeah, his groin tightness. Nick Sirianni gave an update after practice on Devontae Smith. He said we're being cautious with him. We know how important he is to the organization. They're running a lot. He's always at the top of the charts of who ran the most, and so just a little bit of wear and yeah, tear, especially there. at the speed they run at the receivers. Yeah, so I guess he's just uh, he's just whatever he's just you know precaution he kind of he's saying he's gotten seven practice worths in these six days yeah just think about how much he runs man compared to like you compare him to like a lineman they're just like a couple steps forward yeah that's contact they can uh they they can go from there so that's touching on the uh, injury news today in practice i was not there but steven was able to gather some notes i talked to a few reporters of what occurred today so steven anything from camp from the notes you came across during the live stream or what have you, anything at the top of your head that stood out from training camp today that kind of caught your attention? So I am just going to give out information that I saw, I came across, and then I'll give my opinion on it. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I saw several times from different reporters initially, like at the at the very start of the offense versus the defense, uh, apparently Jalen in seven-on-sevens, the you know initial snaps, we'll just say, was holding on to the ball little too long for whatever reason. Um, that came out of today's practice? Yeah. Oh, I'm man. just going to go down all of this. And gotcha, gotcha. decided to run on seven-on-sevens, which is a big negative in those situations because on seven-on-sevens, um, the advantages really should go to the offense. You would think the receivers can get open. The the quarterback can make the throws. Now, like, keep in mind, this doesn't mean Jay, like. Like I'm just I'm just throwing information out there. I right? don't come to conclusions. It's just what I'm saying. Uh, one reporter in specific, ESP, had mentioned after he had relayed that information on Twitter that he thought that the offensive line didn't hold up well. He thought that the receivers kind of struggled to get open against the corners. Like it wasn't all Jalen's fault. Uh, keep that in mind. But as time went on, the offense started to look a little bit better. I think Jalen finished. Keep in mind, these are just statistics being recorded at training camp. I know some people, for whatever reason, don't value them at all, and others value them like it's 
uh, a Super Bowl game or a playoff game or something, right? Jalen finished like 10 of 15, I put no, no turnovers. Stock into training camp stats whatsoever. Not a single ounce of stock into anything. But really? You like that. You told, didn't you say, you told me on the, uh, on a live stream earlier that you like, you know, like ESP gets his shit for whatever, but you actually enjoy his stats during training camp. No, I just appreciate that he This man likes him. the hot take artist. He likes it. You can't say it. No, 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 no. Not at all. <laughs> you know me. I've, I've said what I've needed to about him over the years. I mean, that guy thought we should take Noah Vonley over Joel Embiid in the draft. So, mm-hmm. um, like, I don't know. I just appreciate that he does it because I feel like nobody else really like does it. And because it doesn't right. matter. That's why nobody else does it. I think it, doesn't it does because it gives you an indication. But at the same time, you get seven like, on sevens when defense is half-assing it. Yeah, somebody got much. on my nerves today. I, I, I'm not going to name a name. Just somebody on Twitter got on my nerves today because he tried saying, like, like this is such tunnel vision, such tunnel vision. Um, He tried saying that there's no excuse for the, because the offense, the lot we can agree today and the day prior has, has kind of struggled against the uh, Eagles defense. And this guy was trying to say that it's not an excuse because it's Jalen's second year in the offense and they have better weapons. And I'm here to tell you that just doesn't apply because just because they got AJ Brown doesn't mean like he's going to come in and just like overnight know the Eagles offense. That doesn't happen. That's not how it works. It's easier for a defensive player like James Bradbury, who's playing in the played in this league for a very long time to just come in on this Eagles defense. That's already established. There's a scheme that's been in in place for quite some time. And the players that were acquired like clearly fit that scheme. I'm pretty sure we addressed that on the podcast all offseason. It's much easier for them, especially because there's more vets. Can we agree there's more vets on the Eagles defense versus the Eagles offense? Uh, yes, I guess. So you got the Brandon average Graham, age of Fletcher the defense Cox, is definitely much larger than Javon Hargrave. Yeah, more veteran Slay Bradbury. Yeah, I'll agree with that. So, you know, you factor that in. And if we're being honest, like, I don't know, like you've been there and the reporters, but I feel like I would assume the Eagles are trying to do some things differently on offense, considering that they have new personnel. Now, that would just be my guess. So so the premise of training camp is that stats is one of the main reasons I don't put a lot of stock into stats is because one, the team is trying to do a lot of different things for the first time. They're looking at looks for the first time. They're playing with new players for the first time. And a lot of these situations, you know, like Hertz isn't going to make some of these throws in games, but he's going to try it in practice just to kind of see if he can do it. You know, those kind of situations. Um, so that's why, like, these six weeks of training camp is 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 why why it's here essentially to try and get out the kinks and work on new things and this and that. So uh, one one of your takeaways was Hertz was holding on to the ball too long and this and that. Uh, apparently there were some drops throughout practice, is what I heard. Also, another big thing I heard coming out of camp, yeah. and I don't know why this wasn't like a big thing i read some observations and nobody really uh they did mention it but apparently they made a bigger deal about the, about the shortcomings but the aj brown to uh jalen hurts connection seems to be heating up apparently aj brown and i can i can attest to this from the practices i've seen is that aj brown is the uh, leading far you know leading in a target share and part of that is because Devonte and jalen hurts are already familiar so you know they don't have to do as much work as aj brown and jalen hurts does and Jalen Hurts is getting really good at finding A.J. Brown in these intermediate routes in the middle of the field. You hear that? In the mm. middle of the field. Yeah. A place where he wasn't comfortable with throwing last year and a place he got so much flack for last year for not really targeting a whole lot. He's finding A.J. Brown a ton over the middle of the field. One place specifically I heard today was where A.J. Brown caught a slant 
Uh, it was either a slant or a crossing route. I don't remember which. Uh, but he was able to get in between two defenders and dart for the end zone. So plays like that is encouraging to hear because A.J. Brown, you want to get the ball in his hands in any route possible, especially the short ones since he you know, uh, replicates a running back with the ball in his hands and he has so much power and he's able to make people miss and drag people with him. Those plays you want to try and find A.J. Brown. And it sounds like uh, Jalen Hurts uh, and he have been working a ton on that. So that is encouraging uh, uh, to hear. Any other takeaways you, you, you had out of camp today that, you, that, that caught your eye? No, I, that's... I'm glad you had mentioned that. That's something I mentioned in the stream earlier. Mm-hmm. Where there, there's the portion of people that try to say like Jalen hasn't improved at all just because of the things they're hearing in training camp. Just because a few times maybe he held on to the ball too long or whatever the reason may be. Guess what, guys? We can't we can't truly come to conclusions or or have a better understanding of that situation until week one of the regular season until we see mm-hmm. this team play real football games. Um, but that was a concern last year. We forget about he. I, I, do you want to say struggled to throw the ball in the middle of the field, or he just didn't do it? He for just didn't do it. It wasn't that he struggled. He just didn't do it. He just wasn't looking at that part of the field, and and a lot of Perhaps that is because Jalen Rager was out really, there for however yeah. many percent of the snaps, and a lot of that is because uh, is because just just lack of you know downfield uh, lack well, of a downfield threat. When you think threat. of when you think of that part of the field generally in the passing game, who dominates that? It's usually like the tight ends, Got maybe it. the yeah. running backs. Yep. The big time, big physical receivers. Guess what? They have that now in AJ Brown. You don't really want like Devontae can do it, but you want him working on the outside because he can just burn people out there, and you know it'll prolong his career playing outside there too. In my opinion, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, like, like we've mentioned on prior pods, I expect Sirianni to move everybody around because Quez can play inside and out. He really embraced the slot last year. AJ Brown is going to do so much damage when they use him in the slot, beating up on nickel corners. And Devontae can be technical. He can be that route technician anywhere on the field. So I'm intrigued to see all those guys. Zach Pascal, speaking of um, um, Quez, Zach Pascal and Quez Watkins practiced, uh, uh, returned to practice today after dealing with illnesses. Pascal had the food poisoning. He was able to put on pads today. And Quez Watkins returned today after leaving early yesterday because he wasn't feeling well. So that is. Uh, that is good as well. Another standout I heard from camp today is Britton Covey, a guy who I had making the depth chart. I wrote up my depth chart last week for the LibertyLine.com, and I had him making that six receiver spot as a return specialist, and he made some head-turning plays from what I heard today. I saw one clip specifically. I put it up on my IG today where he's running some smooth routes, and he was the primary kick returner, I believe, today, or punt returner with Greg Ward out due to that toe injury. So that is uh, that that is inspiring stuff. I think if camp ended today, I think Rager and uh, Britton Covey are the ones that are going to uh, make the final two receiver spots. I think that's the case if practice ended today. Do you like Britton Covey? Do you, are you hoping to see more from Devin Allen? Who do you, Steven, kind of want to see in that final receiver spot? Do you have your favorite, or you don't really care because you're just hoping for Rager? <laughs> like- <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, is, is, is Jalen just done returning punts? Rager, you better be. Yeah, he's not. No. He's not really returning him. No, no. Like he's back there, like doing reps. The role but he's this not. Guy's he's gonna not. have if he's actually on the team. I know. So actually, tell me this: since we're on the topic, what is Jalen Rager's best case scenario this season? Well, best case if, scenario, if he blows, if he blows like like he is, he's having a really strong camp. If he just yes. blows camp out of the water and he makes the roster, what is his best case scenario? On the Eagles. Yes, correct. Uh, Given that know, he's being, not not being traded, we'll get into that rumor later, but. Being a rotational receiver coming in, giving them like different looks. Um, why are you giving me that look? 
I'm just looking. Go ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just looking. I'm listening. Go ahead. <laughs> well, because like ideally he gives you, I had mentioned this earlier, like a, a different look, like behind the line of scrimmage, perhaps you get him in motion, some like jet sweep action, stuff like that. Cause there's going to so be rotational so much splash player is, is his best case scenario. In this yes. Offense. And okay. there's like no reason why he can't do that. I mean, that's like super ideal for him. And All also right. a special teams contributor because there's no freaking. What do you reason. mean contributor? Doing what? <laughs> Returning punts, man. He was no, great no, at no, what no, happened? no. I don't want to see him back there. Are you kidding me? Well, I gotta show you the replay out, of man. the punt in Tampa Bay where he just muffed it. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? Yes, I remember it. But there's and, just, and you still on. want him back there? You still want him back there? He was so good in college. He's got to figure. Uh, you at, you asked me a minute ago. I'm a professional. I'm so I'm answering this question. You asked. <laughs> you asked me. You literally just asked me what is the best case scenario for Jalen Rager and, and Eagles. Special teams, and I'm going to answer like a professional. It's not the best case scenario. It is definitely not I, you. That's what you asked me. So I'm assuming he got his shit together because in college he was so <laughs> dynamic at it. That's why we drafted him. He played. Okay. So if you had to guess, what percentage of plays do you think Jalen Rager played on offense last year? <laughs> if you had to guess. Like, I'm going to say 55%. More than that. <laughs> <laughs> There's this no man way. Played, this man played 67% of the offensive what? snaps last season. And people want to no fault Jalen. People want to fault Jalen Hurts because he had to throw to Jalen Rager 67% Wait, of the time. There's no way he did. 67%. Yes. I can't believe yes. it. This is why people like Jalen wasn't pushing the ball in the middle. He wasn't pushing the ball downfield because Jalen Rager was his secondary option after Devontae wow. Smith, who was covered most of the time. So it was. Whoa. That is, that is, Statistically, that is. it was Quez. Or Goddard, right? Well, yeah, okay, all right, all right. But you still like any play that you're putting Rager out there is a net minus. Is a net minus. Anytime Rager touches the field, it is a net minus. Not in training camp. He's been. He's the clearly not in training camp. Guy. Not not not. <laughs> and apparently today he beat. Uh, so he's been beating. So so in practice so far, he's routinely been beating um second team uh corners like he's been beating on McPherson and and some other guys. Today, apparently, I've heard from reporters that he beat James Bradbury. Yep. One on and one on one was it seven on sevens or eleven on eleven? It was a touchdown, right? And it was for a touchdown. I don't know what rep. So on top of the seventy yard bomb he had from Jalen Hurts, he has the most <laughs> touchdowns in camp. Put as much stock as he wants into that, and he beat James Bradbury. Mind you, James Bradbury has been locking up Slay and uh uh. I mean, not Slay. He's been locking up AJ Brown and Devontae Smith in camp. So the fact that Rager blew by him and was able to get in the end zone. I mean, hey. <sighs> I mean, I'm not, well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like gonna, gonna overreact so to anything. Because he's clearly getting the most opportunities. Jalen Rager them. redemption tour. The redemption so, tour is coming. What is a successful redemption tour? By the way, for, by him, I guess, I guess a rotational <laughs> splash player. You know what's funny that. though? And we mentioned this on the live stream. I put out a tweet uh, yesterday about thoughts on Jalen Rager heading into the year. Are you done with him? Are you holding out hope? Blah blah blah. And I got a really good response. Somebody said it's like a lottery ticket. You have a ticket and you know it's likely not going to hit. But if it does, it's all for the good. And I kind of like that analogy because even us as sports bettors, when you make that lotto ticket, when you make that 10 bucks to win 10 grand, whatever it is, you know it's not going to hit. But you still do it because you hope, you know, that it hits. And the slim chance that it gives you something, it's, it's, it's all for the better. So I'm looking at Jalen Rager like a lottery ticket is what I'm going to do. Heading heading into the year, but yeah, back to don't huff and puff. This is just what it is, man. It's what it is. What it is. Wide receiver five, Jalen Rigg. It's happening. Uh, but yeah, back to the original point. Britton Covey making some noise. I expect him to make the roster unless Devin Allen 
you know, does 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 something or you know some of these some of these mm. other guys. Dion wow, Kane. riddle me that. I could have told you guys that months ago, and everybody's like, "Dude, we got this new track star." Nobody was excited. You know what happened because field. we signed we signed Devin Allen before we got. Uh, before we got AJ Brown. So once we got Devin Allen, people were like, oh my God, we're resorting to track athletes to find our next big receiver. This <laughs> oh, is what the fuck's happening. Yeah. So yeah, so that so that is 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 uh is is that. So moving on, uh the defense apparently overall had a, had another good day. TJ Edwards continued to lead the pack as far as the linebackers. I heard he had some more pass breakups today, diving ones. At that, Steven, who's the last linebacker you saw make a diving pass breakup in a meaningful game? Uh, Michael Kendricks. <laughs> Michael Kendricks. Yeah, dude, maybe. I was about to say maybe Nigel Bradham was the last guy. Holy fuck. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I forgot Michael Kendricks was on that Super Bowl team. I, I was watching. Was he really? Yeah, apparently. I forgot. I Remember forgot he had that, like, one elite season? Like, yeah, just he was like, very good. Remember when he got, uh, did, what, did he get, what did he get charged with? Was it, like, uh, insider trading, was it? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Something like that. I think it was something like that. Or tax evasion. Something something illegal. I think it was insider trading or something or something like that. But yeah, TJ Edwards having pass breakup, so he's continuing uh his strong camp uh as well. Any other takeaways you remember? I know uh some people in the chat were screaming for Minshew and Minshew this and Minshew that. Uh and you had this little uh spiel or or rant, was it more like it today? In the in the live stream, what do you have to say to the people that are all hoping that maybe Gardner Minshew gets a chance this season if Jalen Hurts underwhelms? Well, so that okay, so that's the thing. This will give you a good indication of how, like, I guess you could say, locked in the defense of it. The defense is, and how you know the offense is still finding their footing because there's a portion of the uh, <laughs> there's a portion of the fan base that thinks Minshew is at least on. The same level as Jalen Hurts, if not, you know, deserves the opportunity to play over him. There's a portion of the fan base that thinks that, believe it or not, it still exists. Um, he has six interceptions and only three touchdowns in training camp. And apparently he looked awful today. So and the day prior. So Gardner Minshew is routinely throwing two to three interceptions every practice I've watched. He's throwing picks left and right. So for the people that are hoping it's Minshew Mania or Carson Strong, who's looked terrible, I don't think Carson Strong even makes the roster at this point. Reed Sinet is better than him. Carson Strong might land on the practice squad. Uh, but, yeah, for all those people, Jalen Hurts is the best option on the roster right now. Some of you are well, going to be happy about it. Well, and it also tells you, like, guess what, guys? It goes beyond Jalen Hurts. It's just the defense is outplaying the offense right now. Which happens in training camp, by the way. The defense will always have the edge as the offense tries to uh, – tries, tries to, uh, to figure things out, but yes, yeah, even on this whole rant about how it's Minshew this and Minshew that, and uh, and uh, because somebody in the comments was like giving him, yeah, a time somebody in the stream earlier was trying to tell me uh, he's a Buccaneers fan who popped in, was trying to tell me that the Eagles like he's happy that they're not going with Minshew because he thinks Minshew gives them a better opportunity to win. He's like, you know, the Bucks being the team that he's a fan of blew us out in the playoff game. I'll tell you right now, this current Eagles team can suit up and play the Bucs and it'll be a much closer game than what you saw in the playoff game because the defense is that much better. People are acting like this defense was like elite last year. It really wasn't. Wasn't that elite? Well, the defense, they much got better, better as, as the year went on, but they only got better because we were playing Gary Gilbert and Jake Fromm and like, who else did we play? Who else? Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, who That's was, uh, who was the up. Saints quarterback? Was Trevor Simeon in there? They yeah, forget so. how bad, like, there was a point in time where there was, like, uh, 
literally memes going around that Jonathan Gannon's giving up like elite passer ratings to some. Remember earlier on in the season, yeah, like it was well, bad. You mean when we Derek Carr was completing like ninety percent of his passes, and we dropped to two and five, and Miles got hurt, and the season was yeah, over. Yeah, they forget how bad the defense was. They just want to put the blame well, on. Oh yeah, J- but that's called selective. adjusting. That's called adjusting. At least he adjusted. It's a selective mindset. At these least people he have. adjusted, though. He adjusted. It is. Why we do this podcast, man? We try to give you every angle, like so you understand what's actually going. My on. My angle was that Jonathan Gannon adjusted and allowed the. T- I think it was the. I think it was top ten in points allowed the second half of the season. Just like the offense adjusted, and we were the number one rush offense in the league. Yeah, they had no choice because Jalen Rager was on the offense. All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, they uh, still did it. <laughs> made a playoff run. Yeah, apparently. Uh, so, so one concerning thing, training camp, I'm hearing, and I this is evident to me. He made one play that I can think of. Uh, but N'Kobe Dean hasn't really flashed a whole lot in these first six practices. Um, Steven, is that shocking to you as a third-round pick? He was projected to be a first-rounder, but, you know, medicals and everything else came up. I've also heard whispers from, from an anonymous individual who I talked to this week that some organizations felt like N'Kobe Dean belonged in the third round and that he was the smartest player on a defense that, you know, had a lot of great players. And now how does that transition as an undersized linebacker in the NFL? Some people told me that the, some organizations felt as though N'Kobe deserved to go in the third round. Are you shocked by the lack of uh, flash that N'Kobe Dean is showing thus far in camp? When you say they said he belongs in the third round, are you trying to say that's them knocking on him? Saying yeah, pretty much. Good? Like some players just thought that he was just a really good linebacker and an and a, and a equally as good defense, and they didn't uh, put a whole lot of stock into N'Kobe Dean. I thought he was uh, the best player on that defense, personally. But some players told me that some executives feel as though N'Kobe Dean wasn't as good as advertised. I don't agree. I mean, we expected this. You know, he's a rookie adjusting to the pros. What did you expect? I mean, it's just so Uh, early. A slow start at practice? Is that what you meant? I I won't say that. It's just so early. Like, I I didn't expect him to come in and be like a generational linebacker right away. Wait. I'm surprised he's playing and suiting up. But those injuries, I thought, were going to, like, hold him out for, like, his whole first year. Mm. You know? Got it. There's yeah. too much natural, like, talent instincts there, like, that we just haven't had. At, like, they, you know, they're, he's going to figure it out. The Eagles will figure it out. The good, the good thing about uh, the linebackers is that there's actually, if you would have told me some time ago that the Eagles are deep enough at linebacker to the point that they don't have to rush N'Kobe Dean along, I would have called you an idiot. Because the fact that they have three guys in TJ Edwards, mm. Kaiser White, and Davion Taylor all, all having solid camps, and they're all are probably going to play substantial snaps in the regular season, so now we have enough depth to the point that they don't have to rush into Kobe Dean into the defense and he can learn at his own pace. I don't remember the last time the Eagles had this kind of depth at linebacker, except when Jordan Hicks and D'Amico Ryans were here at the same time. They were here at the same time once, right? If I remember right, I think they were before D'Amico Ryans left. So that's probably the last time we had somewhat decent depth at, at linebacker. So that is exciting. You don't have to rush into Kobe Dean. He can learn at his own pace. He'll learn the defense when he does. And the minute he does, trust, he's going to see those snaps. And we're going to see that prowess that he displayed in Georgia. Uh, I was at practice uh, Tuesday, Tuesday, and Jordan Davis had a very good day. He's starting to line up against Fletcher Cox now. And that guy's drawing, Jordan Davis, I mean, is drawing double and even triple teams. So wow. Lord knows what what, what linemen are going to do <laughs> when you got to face freaking Fletcher Cox and uh and uh, and Jordan Davis with Javon Hargrave rotating in there. I expect Jordan Davis will rotate as 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 the season goes on. But he is mammoth. He is impressive, and I'm I'm intrigued to see what the number thirteenth overall pick is going to do. Mind you, remember that the Eagles traded up for this guy. 
So they got, they got big plans. They got big plans. I was a Kyle I Hamilton guy. It, man. We all knew it. They took Jordan Davis. I wasn't thrilled about it, but he is he is going to be something. He is going to be stuff. He is stuff and runs. Stuff and runs like mm. I don't know what. Um, um back there. Uh so that that kind of really does it for camp. Not a good day for the offense. The defense stepped up as per usual. And Jalen Hurts is as as is the pattern for camp right now. Up and up and down showing. Now, if last year was any indication, and actually last regular season as well. As camp progressed last year, Jalen Hurts got better, as did the season. So if, if last year was any indication for, for a pattern, I think Jalen Hurts is going to resemble that this summer as well. And, and let it be known that Jalen Hurts' best camp on Tuesday, his best camp performance, was the first day in pads. So this man is a gamer. Mm, the narrative yeah. that he's a gamer and he just <laughs> plays well in games, hey, it might be, it might be true. Because the minute they threw those pads on, he was, he was throwing that thing. Yeah. So, so that's exciting to watch now so so one other thing i wanted to do for this show is i wanted to run down our uh, top five camp standouts we're six practices in now about a week and a half in there's some players that we believe are standing out above the rest and we'd like to go ahead and acknowledge i have five players i told steven beforehand to find five players he didn't tell me i didn't want to know i don't know if you have three five however many but i'm gonna go five to one and then uh you know we well, we can bounce off each other so do uh do you want to start or do you, do you want me to start? I'll start. All right. So do you just want me to list the five or am I giving my opinion? What's going on here? Um, Go with, give me your first one and I'll tell you if he's on my list. Or not. Well, this is easy. We'll start off easy. James Start Bradbury. at the bottom of the list. Okay, go ahead. Oh, oh, start at the bottom. Oh, okay. Jalen Rager. <laughs> <laughs> he's a standout, huh? He leads the team in touchdowns. <laughs> yes, camp touchdowns. We thought the guy was going to be cut. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, and mind you, they can't cut him because they lose a substantial chunk of change if they cut him, so mm. they're not going to do that. Well, hey, that's how he's fought for drafting him in the first place. Yeah, rumor has it, and I, I meant to bring this up prior has it, but a rumor is going around by Jeff Mosher. He said this on the latest Inside the Birds podcast, is that teams are still inquiring and checking in on the availability of Jalen Rager and seeing you know what the price may be. So Jalen Rager's strong camp is apparently working some wonders for his trade value. So, hey, if you can get some trade value, <laughs> recoup some of that trade value in training camp and make it rise again, the Eagles might might be willing to to, to make a deal. So teams are starting to they, – they've been calling since the draft, and calls are still coming in. So we'll see. We'll see what his status is as, as camp wraps up. So for me oh. – so for me, I'll, I'll actually I'll just run down five to one because I feel like it's going to go too long if we just bounce around. So number five for me, I will, I have Andre Chachere, who is a backup safety, who is who is at this point over the uh, over over Kayvon Wallace on the depth chart. Kayvon Wallace is actually a cut candidate, if I'm being honest. Oh I, my I don't God. know. I, hey, I, I was told out of Clemson next Dawkins. I was told all this stuff. Yeah, I I'm waiting for this guy to make a play in practice. Actually, <sighs> I'm waiting for him to make a play in anything. He hasn't done anything in his career. <laughs> So I'm waiting for him to do something. So Andre Chachere has multiple interceptions in practice. He's making more noise. I like what he's doing. He's displaying much more as a safety than um, than than Kayvon Wallace. If it was up to me, the four safeties you keep heading into the year are Anthony Harris, Jaquaski Tart, Marcus Epps, and Andre Chachere. If it was wow. up to me. And that's the way that is going to go. Speaking of safeties, number four. Uh, early camp standouts is Marcus Epps. That man is constantly around the ball. He's multiple interceptions. He's constantly breaking up passes. He is everywhere. He looks like every bit of a player ready to embrace a full-time role. So I'm very excited 
to watch him. Number three for me, Jalen Rager. As you mentioned, Jalen Rager is all, all he is. He's impressing individual work. He's in, he's impressing in team drills. He is burning Zach McPherson on the regular. He beat James Bradbury today. He hauled in a 70 yarder from Jalen Hurts, one of the flashiest passes of camp. Jalen Rager showed up in shape to Sirianni in comparison to the way he showed up last season, you know, out of shape and not right mentally because he was dealing with everything. This year he's locked in and he looks like he's ready to 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 contribute on offense, which is which is spectacular to hear. Number two is uh Miles Sanders. So, you know, with or without the snippy comments, and I know, you know, the, the whole thing about running with the second team and all this, Miles Sanders is looks as explosive as he's ever been. And he knows that it's a contract year and he has to he has to put up or shut up this year, stay on the field, you know, stay, you know, stay, try and prevent the injuries. And uh, he's he's broke off for multiple touchdowns. He's stiff arming people along the way. And he looks great. He looks like the lead back. He's obviously the most talented back in the backfield. Any notion that he could be anything else is is overblown. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what he does as he looks to get paid next offseason. And number one is James Bradbury, the best, the best player in the secondary, arguably been the best player on the defense this summer. James Barry, Bradbury has broken up passes intended for Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown. He's breaking up passes all over the place. The most impressive play came on a downfield throw intended for A.J. Brown that he was able to break up. And he punched another one out of, out of A.J. Brown's hands. So his, uh, his physicality has matched up well with A.J. Brown. Now, I will say A.J. Brown has been having his way with Slay. He's been manhandling Slay all, all up and down the field all camp long. But Badbury's been holding his own. I'm very, very impressed. He is showing early on just exactly why he is amongst the league leaders in past breakups. And may I remind you that Slay leads the league in past breakups since 2016, and Bradbury is right behind him at second. So he's showing, he's showing exactly why, mm. Steven. Did you have any standouts that weren't on that list that, uh, that, uh, um. that, that, that you agreed with? Anybody I didn't mention that you think deserves some recognition? Um, so I had everybody besides that like fifth string safety that you had mentioned that I didn't even Sheshire. know was on the roster. That's somehow Sheshire. better than Kayvon Wallace. Better than Kayvon, bro. He's better than Kayvon. <laughs> um, you had meant? Did you say T.J. Edwards? I did not. That's a good one. That's a good okay, one. so he was on mine. So this is just what I have. I, I have Rager, T.J. Edwards. Um, this isn't in order at this point. Miles no, it's Sanders. Um. Damn, no Kenny G love. Huh? Obviously, obviously James Brad. No, Kenneth Gainwell is on there. Yeah, and obviously you have two running backs on the list. I heard too many good things about. What did you hear what about? Else Kenny do you want me G? to throw? I'm in there? curious of what you've heard about Gainwell. It was like the first day he was playing with the ones, and everybody's talking about how good he looks every time he touches the ball. He's making mm-hmm. stuff happen. Mm-hmm. I know. I've been right about him. Okay. Hey, McPherson's. The There's a reason why McPherson's the heir. He's the heir to Darius Slay. For the people that don't know, we have this constant <laughs> war about McPherson versus Gainwell. What? Who's going to become the better player? I just want to say McPherson is the heir to Darius Slay. Darius Slay's made it known. What if he's getting burnt by Jalen Rager, dude? Yes, that is also a fact. That is also a fact. <laughs> well, I guess Brad, well. Not great. Not, 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 not great. Not great at all. Not great at all. Uh, any loose ends you want to you want to tie up before we get up out of here? Any camp notes you want to make? Any uh, program notes? Anything additional uh, you want to make aware before we get on up out of here? Um, no, I don't think so. I'm just ready. I like I, I'm looking forward to camp. the. Uh, He's over training camp. Over I'm camp. looking forward to the open practice, but I'm just ready for the real thing, man. Yeah, yeah, the open practice will be a good time. But yeah, I'm getting to the point now where I'm like, all right, like I've kind of seen enough of practice. Like, can we? <laughs> well, preseason will be fun. 
I'll be shocked if Jalen Hurts gets any playing time in preseason, but mm. that'll be a good indicator of kind of where everybody is and this and that. But, yeah, some good things from some good players, uh, some not-so-great things from some other players. But we'll keep an eye on that uh, as we move forward, as we progress through the dog days of training camp. Appreciate you all for listening. Be sure to subscribe on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, anywhere else you get your shows. Like I've mentioned before, please leave those reviews and rate five stars if you can. It means a lot to the show. It means a lot to us and does does us great in the, in, in the long run for getting exposure and bringing us to new eyes and ears of Eagles fans. My name is Victor Williams. Follow me on Twitter at the Philly Pod as well as Instagram and TikTok. Follow Steven at Steven Conrad Jr. as well on all social platforms. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Steven goes live every day recapping whatever's going on. Sixers, Eagles, he's here to talk to you for an hour plus on whatever is going on. So be sure to go ahead and subscribe to that channel. Click the bell for notifications so you don't miss any new content that we have going up on that uh, on that channel. Appreciate you guys. Until the next one, peace out from the Philly Pod. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.